Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Hi and a very warm welcome from me, your host, Phil Parker, to this episode 96 of Essential Skills of NLP. So, welcome. Uh, if you have been following these podcasts, you'll notice once again there's been quite a large gap between this one and the last one. And the reason for that is I've been deep in PhD land. And if you've been following these podcasts, you'll also know I don't like doing my PhD very much. It's one of the most frustrating things I've ever done. But hey, I'm doing it. Um currently doing a systematic review which means looking at a bunch of research papers and putting all the information together and what I've been looking at is flourishing in substance use because that is part of my PhD so I thought I'd talk a little bit about uh, flourishing make some good come of this very tedious exercise and uh, flourishing so what is flourishing well a long time ago in, um, in in the world of psychology Marty Seligman became in charge of uh, the head of the American Psychological Association. And he noticed that when you searched for things like depression or anxiety, you'd find hundreds and hundreds of thousands of papers on it. But when you search for happiness or uh, living a great life, you found actually nothing. And he thought it's kind of an interesting bias where most of the work had been done on psychopathology, you know, like illness, mental health issues like depression, anxiety. And very little had been done on what makes for a great life, what makes for a great life well lived. And he thought maybe we should be focusing more on that. And that's kind of where positive psychology began. One of the things they talk about is this idea of flourishing. So flourishing is not just not being mentally ill, but actually living a fantastic life, a life where you're engaged, where you feel like you're fulfilled and you're doing something important and, and life is good. So flourishing is something that has a lot to do with the field of NLP, really, because NLP looks at what makes for a great life, what makes for excellence, how do people manage to achieve extraordinary things. And one of the papers I've been reading about uh, by a guy called Corey Keyes, who's a kind of big researcher in flourishing, was he looked at this whole concept of is flourishing, you know, being mentally well, just the absence of being mentally ill? And it's quite interesting when we talk about physical health, uh, it doesn't really have any kind of connotational judgments. But as soon as we say talk about mental health, we start to think about mental illness. And he was looking at this: is mental wellness, mental health? just the absence of mental illness or ill health. And the stats are that a chunk of people have depression. Let's say 20% of people have depression. Does that mean the 80% who don't have depression and let's say they don't have anxiety and all the rest of it, they have no mental illnesses, are they fabulously happy? Well, intuitively, we know that's not true, <laughs> that just not having depression doesn't make people happy. So he had a, an idea, well, are these actually even the same scale? Is it like a line where at one end you've got depression and the other end you've got happiness? Or is it different? And he did some research and what he found was there are two separate scales, or two separate dimensions. So there's the idea that on one scale, if you imagine that's uh, like on a graph, you know, the, the, uh, the x-axis, that, that goes from being mentally ill to not having any mental illness. So being depressed to not being depressed. 
but that is separate from another scale, another dimension, or the axis, the y-axis on a graph that goes up, that is how well we are flourishing. And they describe it as you're either flourishing, which means life is good and you're enjoying things and you're engaged, sociable, all those markers and measures of being a well-functioning human, a happy human, to moderate levels of flourishing or mental health, to languishing. So languishing is the opposite when you're not flourishing, when everything is just not growing, not, not thriving in your life. And he found that these are two separate things, that just not having mental illness does not mean you will definitely be flourishing, because a lot of people don't flourish. And he found that these two uh, dimensions, these two axes, are related, but they're not the same. So there is a linkage in that, for instance, if people are flourishing, they are less likely to experience depression. They're less likely to have substance use issues. And equally, if people have substance use issues, anxiety and depression, then they're much less likely to be flourishing. So there is a linkage between it. But it is possible to not have depression, for example, or not have anxiety or not have substance use and still be languishing, to be just bottoming along. So you're not ill, but equally you're not fabulously well. Now, it's interesting because we talk about this in both the lightning process and NLP, this whole idea of being present or being in the pit, saying that either you are present to an extraordinary life or you're not. And we see it almost as a digital phenomenon. And what we're looking at is how do we get people to be in the state of flourishing, to do flourishing? What makes for flourishing? So as you listen to this and you think about flourishing, what for you is something that makes you think, you know, life is good. Not life is okay. I've got a big thing about okay and average. You know, some people talk about this. Interestingly, they say that actually, once you uh, align yourself to the concept of being average, you don't have to be extraordinary then it takes a lot of the pressure out of your life. And I can see that, and I can see that point of view. But also, I don't want an average life. I want something extraordinary. I want, a, I want it on my gravestone to say he lived a great life rather than he lived a beige life. So I'm not in favour of beige lives. Uh, I want lives that are, that are momentous, where great things happen. That doesn't mean to say you climb the highest mountain or you make the most money or whatever those measures are. But you feel that you are really living your life. And I think... That's what flourishing is. When you really feel that that was a great day and you're looking forward to the next one going, this is a great day too. I can see this. I can feel this. I can smell this. So check in with yourself. It's a question I often ask people. What percentage of the time over the last week have I been flourishing? What percentage of the time have I been living a life I love? What percentage of the time have I been present? And another way of asking it is, what percentage of the time have you been in the best possible state that you could have been for the job at hand? And we talked about this right on the early podcast, this whole idea of states, that people are very often in the wrong state, in a state that's not useful in the traffic jam. We're stressed, for instance, uh, whereas we should be meditative in, ex in exams and interviews. We're anxious when we should be confident. And managing our state is, is an amazing thing. If you can manage your state properly, then it becomes much, much easier to flourish because you start to see things as opportunities. You start to seize the moment. You start to engage in what is. So are you flourishing, guys? 
Are you in the right state? Are you present or are you in the pit? And if you're not, check back through the NLP podcast. There's loads of tools there to help you to change. A couple of big top tips. Number one, as we know, lack of sense of humor means you're not flourishing. It means you're in the pit. So if you ever spot that when you've got sense of humor failure, then you're in trouble. Secondly, just noticing what state you're in, using the do and asking yourself, right, what am I doing? What state am I doing? And is that a choice? I'm happy with this. Do I want this to continue? Or is it time to stop squandering this moment? Because to some extent, when we're in a crappy state, which generally is of our making, nobody can make us go into a crappy state. Life sucks. And there's only a limited amount of time we've got. My wife was reading me a really interesting study yesterday where she asked people, uh, they asked people, would you prefer more money or more time? So ask yourself that. Would you like more money? Here's a bag of money or here's a bag of time? Not time, the herb time, the, the metaphysical construct. And uh, guess what people wanted? They wanted more money. <laughs> but what's interesting is research shows that actually people who have more time, you know, time available rather than money, are happier. So in terms of what makes people fulfill, what makes people flourish, actually having more time to do what you want to do with that time is really important. There is another study, a palliative care nurse did a study of people who um, people who were dying and she was taking care of them. She said, you know, if you do it over again, what would you do? One of the things they said was, I would kind of do what I wanted to do rather than what other people thought I should. I'd work less. And I thought this was really interesting, the phrasing of this. I would let myself be happier. I would let myself be happier. And this speaks of all sorts of stuff that people are putting in reasons why they're not allowed to, judgments, what other people think about them if they were happier why would you not let yourself be happy but clearly that's a big issue for people so let yourself flourish let yourself be happy and i'll see you guys on the next podcast if you like these podcast series then i think you'd really love finding out more about how we can work together best things you can do get hold of the other podcasts on itunes or get some of my extraordinary books Which, as I say, if you like these podcasts, they're very, very similar, life-changing, fascinating ways of looking at the world. And the ultimate thing you could do, hey, come and train with me. I'd love to meet you in person. Let us know. Drop us an email, phil at philparker.org, or go to the website, philparker.org. Sign up for the newsletters. There you'll get instant access to some of my latest audio downloads. And those downloads contain the latest research, techniques and tools to change your life and improve your health. So just register to get those right now. And I look forward to hanging out with you in person in the very near future. You take care now. Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life.